Hello and welcome to the seventh podcast in our Reflow series, broadcasted to you from Pakhuis de Zwijger, the independent platform for urban innovation in Amsterdam. Uh, Reflow is a European project on co-creating circular and regenerative cities and is part of the Horizon 2020 program. The project seeks to understand and transform material flows in cities and help businesses, governments and citizens to create a resilient circular economy. In this podcast series, frontrunners in different areas share their lessons. My name is Thomas van der Zandt, and our guest today is Leonora Gurcheva, Cities and Regions Lead at the Donut Economics Action Lab, at DEAL in short. At DEAL, she helps to transform Kate Rayward's Donut Economics from a radical idea into transformative actions for cities and regions. Welcome, Leonora. Happy to speak to you. You're happy to be here today and joining you, Thomas. All right, great. Um, just for, for, for those who don't know yet, can you quickly explain like the basic principles of the donut economics? Yes, let's try. So donut economics is a model developed by economist Kate Rayward. She, she wrote a book called Donut Economics, Seven Ways to Think Like a 21st Century Economist. And to briefly explain what the donut is, you need to imagine an actual donut, the one with a hole in the middle. And we think of it as a compass for humanity for the 21st century. So here's the goal. We want to leave nobody in the hole in the middle. That's where people are falling short on life's essentials. That's where people don't have access to education, to income, to housing, to electricity, to political voice. So we leave no one in the hole. But we know that as we're aiming to meet the needs of all people, we start using Earth's resources. So we draw waters, we convert land, we extract minerals, we dig out fossil fuels. And as we aim to meet people's needs, we must also aim not to overshoot the outer crust of the donut. That's where we put so much pressure on the life support systems of the planet, we begin to really push it out of balance. And you know, we cause climate breakdown, we create a hole in the ozone, we destroy biodiversity. So in simplest term, the, the vision of the donut is to leave no one in the hole and to not overshoot Earth's limit. And we call these two sides of the goal, the social foundation and the ecological ceiling. So we really want to be living in the dough of the donut itself. And that's the place where the, when we meet the needs of all people within the means of the living planet. Yeah, living in the dough of the donut, that sounds good. And, uh, and, and it is composed of, of different elements that combine uh, into the social foundation and the ecological ceiling, like, for example, education and, uh, um, and, and uh, access to, to uh, clean living and, uh, on the social side. And then, uh, like, for example, uh, CO2 or, uh, or water um, pollution on the ecological ceiling side. Am I right? Yeah, so, so, so exactly. So the two sides, you know, I kind of explained the, the simple basics, but then under both the social foundation and the ecological ceiling have a lot of themes and dimensions under them. And the social foundation ones are drawn from the sustainable development goals you know, already agreed by all global governments. So these are really crowdsourced from the goals. Uh, and the ecological ceiling themes are, are the planetary boundaries that have been identified by Earth system scientists just over a decade ago. And there are nine planetary boundaries that, that we now know are all crucial to keep our, our planet in balance. Yes, and I, I guess so in Reflow, we look at material flows and circular transition of cities. So 
um, I see a lot of uh, parallels and links, but uh, why do you think that donut economics could be a good basis for such a circular transition? Yes, well, so the donut really, you know, this, this, this big donut that we just described, it sets the compass for humanity. But donut economics also talks about what are the fundamental changes we need to be doing in order to be moving towards that goal, towards that uh, safe and just space for, for humanity. So, and, and two of the, you know, really the basic principles of this is that we need to be transforming the dynamics of our economies. So on one side, we need to be transforming two sides of the dynamics. On one side, we've inherited economies that are divisive by design. So whether it's due to privilege, through infrastructure, through regulations, due to, to different circumstances in different countries, economies have tended to drive opportunity and value in the hands of a few and we should be really moving towards economies that are distributive by design. So where, and this is where opportunity and value are shared equally between all members of society that are co-creating the value. So rather we're, whether we're talking about sharing the value of land, the value of enterprises, of industries, of supply chains with workers, this is what it means to be working towards being distributive by design. So that's, you know, the one side. And then the other side, and this is where we come to the circular uh, transition is we need to be moving from degenerative by design towards regenerative by design and and this is this dynamic that we've inherited is our how we treat our planet you know we've we've used to take earth's materials to use them to turn them into things and then to throw them to ways pushing earth's limits and we should be turning this towards uh, becoming regenerative by design. And this is where we start using Earth's resources, you know, more carefully, more slowly. We share, we reuse, we recycle, we refurbish. So when we're talking about the circular transition of cities, uh, we're really fundamentally talking about transforming this dynamic from degenerative to, to regenerative. It's about designing ways to use as little of Earth's resources as possible in order to re reduce the negative impact. Yeah, and value donut when, when we're doing this is about bringing that holistic picture. It's about looking at the social side at the same time. It's about, you know, just circular transition, fair circular transition, taking people into account. Yeah. So these are two really good design principles to keep in mind always to be uh, both distributed, distributive by design and yeah. uh, <laughs> regenerative by design. I'm still struggling with the words. And um, so, so you're working for Deal and uh, you are uh, actually trying to bring this donut into, into action and uh, help uh, develop tools for this transformation. Uh, can you tell a little bit more about Deal? So Dill is a small organization. It was co-founded by Kate Rayward, the author of Donut Economics, and, and set up just a few years ago. And the, the reason we exist is to support changemakers around the world that are putting Donut Economics into practice. So our focus is on creating free resources and, and tools that we put in the, in the commons on a platform. Uh, we focus on building spaces to learn and co-learn, uh, to share the practice of, of stories of action on many and to create spaces to, to unleash the power of peer-to-peer -peer inspiration. So, and the team, you know, at Deal was deliberately designed to be small so that the work is really distributed in a, in a wide ecosystem of 
practitioners. Yeah. And, and who are these co-creators? Are they citizens? Are they companies, uh, governments? So they're, they're everybody uh, out there that is working and, and or playing with the ideas of donut economics. So citizens, uh, city administrations, governments, public agencies, um, uh, you know, community groups, consultancies, uh, individuals, children, everybody really. Yeah. And, and as I mentioned, you are the cities and regions lead. So um, what is it that you offer to cities and regions? So cities, cities and regions, and the, the scope of my role is about directly supporting um, local governments, regional governments, all levels of, of governments, uh, of place-based administration, um, and it's a very, it, it, it's, it's a growing area of interest with more and more cities around the world being interested to, to, to work with, with Donut Economics. So, so can, be, can you mention a few? Um, yeah, of course, we have uh, places like, I, I would say that there are now over 40 places around the world of different sizes that are even either just starting with the concepts or kind of a bit far ahead and you know, places like Amsterdam, obviously, Brussels, Copenhagen, Barcelona, Glasgow, uh, Tomelila in Sweden, Juvaskola in Finland. Um, we have Timpu in Bhutan, Nanaimo in Toronto in Canada, Mexico City, Cali in Colombia, the list goes on, really. It's a great list, yeah. And, and so uh, for them, you are, um, you are working to uh, connect what all these cities are doing and uh, help share uh, the front runners, uh, what's happening in other cities. So we're really kind of the work that's happening in cities is obviously led by the cities themselves. We, we support this work by creating responsibly the tools and the resources that they need by kind of learning from the practice that's very evolving on day to day. And then, as you're saying, kind of bringing cities together. So creating these spaces for peer-to-peer -peer learning. We just had one of our first, we had a first peer-to-peer -peer session. Um, we find opportunities to co-create, uh, you know, to be learning on, from the challenges as they're happening. And and we're really, you know, learning as we're going how what the best ways are to be supporting cities. And and, and what would you say was was one of the big successes uh, on uh, cities and regions uh, since that deal has started? I, I mean, the successes are not ours. <laughs> the successes are are of the cities, and, yeah. and we are uh, we're just honored and privileged that the that the ideas are actually being picked up by them. But I would I would say that. Um, with every, we consider every new city, every feedback we hear from a city that say that the ideas are working from them, that they're helping them, that they're uh, giving them something that was missing before, that is uh, that are that is giving them tools to take transformative action. You know, every single one of those conversations we consider to be a success. All right, can you can you give uh, uh, an, one example from a city that has? Uh, uh, taken some 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 action that you would like to share one well that's a lot of pressure on on one city i have um, two as well maybe maybe i can uh, i i can uh, talk about uh, nanaimo in canada which is one of the first cities to be working with 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 donut economics and therefore one one of the ones that have most uh 
to show alongside Amsterdam, of course, uh, which I imagine people will be more familiar with. So, so maybe it's interesting to hear about something something else. So in Nanaimo, they adopted Donut Economics as a guiding framework for all decision-making and strategy-making and policy-making at a council level. So it was really a council motion that was adopted. And they took the Donut, they developed their own set of uh, their own set of data that developed their own vision for their city based on the donut. And then they took that as a guiding integrating framework across the council, across all of its policy and strategy. And, and kind of to put it in, to, to use their own words, it's they've been using it as a way to build coherence between the different things, you know, between social policies and ecological policies that often aren't talking to each other or are even contradicting each other to kind of gradually build that coherence so that all actions and policies in the city are working towards the same vision. Well, that's really that's really great. And since when are they doing this? It's, I think I would it's it was around two years ago that they that they started. Okay, so it's a good idea to invite them to talk a, bit, a little bit about how they're doing that. Uh, and um, so uh, I want to talk about some of the uh, the tools um, that, that have been developed. In, in April 2022, you launched the Donut Unrolled, as you call it, which is a new set of rules um, to, to apply the ideas of the Donut Economics to neighborhoods, cities, uh, nations. Um, can you tell us a little bit about those tools? Yes, um, and we're very excited to, to, to finally have these tools out uh, uh, in the commons. Uh, so Donut Unrolled is a concept about how the goal of the donut is translated to the scale of cities and places. So it's as, in essence, it's about recognizing that when we zoom down from that compass for humanity uh, that the donut sets to the scale of cities, we need to recognize both the local aspirations of places and their global responsibility, their global connections. So the Donut Unrolled asks... Uh, places to start their journey with the donut by setting a big goal and by asking one big question. How can our place become a home to thriving people in a thriving place while respecting the well-being of all people and the health of the whole planet? So it's asking how can we both work towards the well-being of citizens in our city and restoring our local ecologies while at the same time being responsible towards the planet and towards communities worldwide that we're connected with through through global supply chains, through corridors, through networking. So that's the concept. And then the set of tools, uh, you know, turns this concept into different uh, avenues for, for action. So we have five tools and they include really learning and explanation tools that could support everybody to dive deep, to understand the concepts, but also to present and share the concepts with others. Um, we have a variation of workshop tools that can be used in many settings, um, you know, whether in cities, whether with communities, whether in different stakeholders and groups. We have tool uh, that serves to be exploring specific topics, policies, strategies, action plans. And we also have a tool, a data methodology tool that guides, uh, uh, that is a guide towards developing a set of metrics um, uh, to measure the state and progress of your place based on the donuts. So there's really something for, for everything and for everyone in, in the tools. Yes, so, so it helps you uh, develop uh, the ideas around uh, what your 
place so and the place could be a neighborhood but it could also be a city or it could be a country and what it could do both for uh, the social foundation and the ecological ceiling uh, on on both a local and a global level right if, exactly. If I... Okay. Exactly yeah. that. And it could be the place can be, you know, a country, it can be a city, it can be a neighborhood, it can be a building. Yeah. Okay. And and so who is going to use these tools? Oh, and anybody that, that wants to take uh, action using uh, using the donut. So, you know, administrations, public energies, uh, groups, community groups, NGOs, individuals, schools, but also, you know, consultancies and advisors that are that are supporting cities and places, uh, as long as they follow a, a dedicated policy that we have. Okay, and 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 what could be an outcome for, for example, a local administration? Well, we are. The outcome looks very different for every place, and that's this is something that we've been learning from cities. So these aren't prescriptive tools that that you know set step by step. Uh, guidelines leading towards a specific outcome they're not offering solutions they're kind of offering avenues for action and they're then adopted and really contextualized so seeing from how things turned into outcomes on the ground until now it can be anything from you know a vision that a place has built through workshop it can only be a the beginning of a conversation and, and a workshop that brings together a lot of voices in a place. It can be a new policy or strategy. It can be a building. It can be a community action. You know, it can be a protest. It can be anything. Okay. Yeah, of course. And also uh, dependent on who is using them, of course. And um, how, how were they developed? Uh, they, uh, because you do everything in co-creation. Uh, with the cities and with the actors uh, active in the in the deal network. Uh, yes, yeah, so as all the all the tools have been developed through really the discussion, trial, error, and and you know co-creation and learning. So you know this this round of tools went through a few rounds of online consultation uh, and co-creation with a wider community, but also a lot of learnings from cities and communities that we're working with that we're starting to have workshops and experiment with it, including in Amsterdam, as, as, as you know, because we, we were together at a workshop where, yes. uh, where this was trialed <laughs> and we learned so much from, from that workshop and you know, it informed how we, how we offer support to others to be using it. Okay. So, and, and will they be updated and developed further while they're being used now? And, and what kind of new tools specifically for uh, cities and uh, local administrations will you expect in the future? Yes, well, the idea is that these, are, these tools uh, remain alive. So we keep on updating them as, as we learn and, and enriching them as we learn from practice. So the, one of the tools, the, data metal, uh, the methodological guide, was first published uh, around a year and a half or almost two years ago when the work in Amsterdam was was happening and this is already a second version enriched with all the practice of all the different practitioners that were using it and, and the same will apply for for all the tools um and in terms of next tools that we're, we're that we're preparing we're we're working on on quite a few and um we are for citizen municipalities specifically we are also working on preparing a dedicated page on our platform for citizen municipalities where it's kind of not just a tool, but really a, 
a one-stop shop for everything that cities need to know and understand when they get started with working with the donut. Um, but we're also specifically working on a tool that's meant to help cities reflect on their internal design. So, you know, going beyond, going deeper than that level of the actions you're taking, the initiatives, the projects you're developing, but reflecting and taking action on how the way that you're all organized, the way that you're governed, the way that your your practices work, uh, that are often invisible. How are these, you know, supporting the transformation towards a, a better future? So that's kind of a, a, a next tool that we're working on. That's something that's coming. Okay, thanks. And so, so one of the great things about the donut is that it um, it it, ha- it has a way of showing in in one picture uh, where. Uh, the overshoot and shortfalls of of a place are, um, and uh, Kate is showing these for for different countries uh, when she's presenting uh, donut economics. And uh, I think last year you made a new analysis showing that no country is yet living within the dough of the donut, as we discussed. And and just just to be sure, the same goes for cities, right? There is no city that is really already inside the dough for for all of these elements i think it's safe to say that as as far as we know uh, no city today lives in the donut but it is very likely that there there have been smaller indigenous community settlements in the past or still today that actually live in the donut yeah and and uh so 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 we see a lot of of cities embracing the donut and and uh becoming part of the deal community um um still yeah we we've talked about one uh, uh one best practice earlier but can you share share maybe one or two others um sure i mean a, a lot of the a lot of the cities are getting started and 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 i would highlight this as a generally good good practice a lot of the cities are getting started by developing what we call a data portrait of a place. So that that is essentially the set of matrix through these four lenses of the donut unroll, looking at both the local and global impact of your city, looking at both the ecological and the social scale, and pulling together a set of data and indicators from your city, from your existing policies, your existing targets and goals, and, and from the existing data on how a city is doing to really build a holistic picture through data of your city right now. To be able to answer a question, you know, if we ask cities today, how's your city doing? Or you think you're doing well as a city? And, you know, what 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 have you got to, to show for it? It's not really a, an easy question with an easy answer. And it can be really narrowed down to some something as, uh, as, as simple and non-descriptive as, you know, a GDP or, you know, yeah, um, I, I know we've had an earlier uh, we've had an earlier podcast with Juan Carlos Goylo, and uh, he is doing that for the city of Amsterdam, and uh, he, he has told us how very complicated this is to do. But uh, yeah, it is. It can be very complicated. It can also be a simple start to a to a, to a complex uh, journey. Um, but it is it is something that many cities are doing. So there are cities like Barcelona is starting to is, has almost developed a city portrait. Glasgow is is finalizing their Yerevan in Armenia, El Monte in Chile. So all of these cities have already developed that, and then from then they're taking different avenues of action. 
um, you know, whether it's kind of then opening it up for participation and actually talking to citizens about what that means. Yeah, or, but, they're, but they're doing it in a database way. Um, not uh, not all of them. So, so quite a lot of the, there, there are many ways, the way that we see it, a data portrait always needs to, will, will never be complete if it's only based on desktop research and if it's not based as well on participation and on communication with citizens. So while some may be getting started with a very data desktop-based approach, then they're enriching that and they're taking the next steps by opening it up to, to, to participation. So all of these examples are going through some type of a process of a participation to build a portrait. Yeah. And, and so, um, for example, on this participation or for example, on really integrating, uh, the donut in, uh, the, the everyday uh, decision-making of a council, do you have any, um, like practical tips that you, that you have for cities in, in adopting, uh, the donut? Well, I wouldn't, um, it, every city is completely different. And I think one of the values, and this is what we're learning from cities, is one of the values of the donut and working with a donut is that it's so flexible, that it's so adaptable, that allows cities to work within their own opportunities and challenges and constraints. So uh, the, the pragmatic tips would be very different for anybody, but I would say to any city that wants to wants to work with a donut, to join our community on our platform to explore the tools, to read the other stories of action and, and then to, to get in touch with us because we can actually support cities and then invite them to join and learn from others. Okay. Yeah. Julie noted. And so, uh, for, for my final question, how do you see the future of deal? Um, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a big question. So we're not we are deal we're we're not assuming that we're going to last forever. Um, we are our vision and the vision that we are we exist for is a distributive and regenerative economy, and we exist to be contributing to this bigger vision by by bringing the ideas of, of donut economics into practice. So we'll the the idea is that we'll exist for as long as our work remains relevant to help bring about uh, this vision. And and while we exist, we see ourselves continuing to focus on creating public good, putting in the comments, sharing stories of practices, unleashing power of, of inspiration. Um, and we, uh, you know, we are also in kind of a crucial stage when we're launching new tools, developing new policies. So we're really learning what works and, and we're probably going to have a very different vision for in a year's time from now. But one thing is for sure that will remain custom is that we see ourselves as part of a, of, of a big team, big global team, a, a bigger system of change makers. And we continuously con look to see how we can connect and support each other. And, you know, it's still early days and who knows what comes next, but we're, we're certainly thrilled to, to see this work continue to evolve. Okay. Yeah. I, I wish you all of the best of luck with that. And thank you so much for joining in this uh, podcast and uh, telling a little bit more about bringing donut economics into action in cities. Thank you very much, Leonora Kucheva. Thank you, Thomas. It was great to talk to you today. Okay, so this was our episode number seven of the Reflow podcast. For further content and insights on circular and regenerative cities, please go to reflowproject.eu. Thank you for listening and bye-bye.